This is the Alchemized Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Johanna, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me for yet another soul expansive conversation. My intention with every episode is to show you through storytelling and in-depth conversations that you, yes, you are capable of creating anything you desire. Alongside yours truly, you'll hear from thought leaders and industry voices, and together we will teach you how to come alive in your authentic expression and remember the infinite power of your soul. We're covering topics like wealth, worthiness, the pursuit of your passions, and you'll be inspired to break all the rules of living an ordinary life. You were truly put on this planet to have it all. The thriving spiritual practice, the steamy relationship, the income, and the impact. So together, let's align with our divine selves and alchemize your life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Alchemized Life podcast. Oh, my goodness. Did you see the number of the episode last week? 250 episodes in the bank. We've done it over a million downloads since 2018. And I initially was just going to make this a audio podcast, but then I was like, this should go on YouTube because I feel like this is going to be such a valuable mini masterclass of the lessons that I've learned in podcasting. And I just feel like this is a resource that anybody that wants to either A, start a podcast or grow your podcast or B, just create a new project, whether it is a YouTube channel or a new social platform, a membership, like a lot of the lessons that I learned through podcasting are universal in just any creative projects that we embark upon. So while I am going to be talking about what I've learned in the past 250 episodes of podcasting, I think that if you can just use a little bit of discernment, you can really take what I'm sharing and apply it and integrate it into whatever creative projects that you have. So thank you for being here with me. Like I said, this is a video as well. So it's on YouTube. For those of you that are watching on YouTube, make sure to follow the podcast, The Alchemized Life on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, essentially anywhere where you can listen to podcasts and stream. And then for those of you that are listening to the podcast on a streaming app, make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel because that is where we host our Going There series, which is a once a month series of just the woman behind the brand. In these Going There episodes, they are about 20, 25 minutes long, once a month. And I essentially just open my heart and share the different things that I've been navigating as an entrepreneur as a human being and how I have really navigated through them. So the processes that I use for myself when I'm having a hard month, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, anxious, the celebrations that are coming up, you know, just behind the scenes. And I have gotten some really amazing feedback on those episodes. So I really think it will resonate with those of you that own businesses, want to start a business, have a side hustle, or just creative individuals who want to see really what goes into the seven-figure brand that I've created. So make sure to subscribe in all the places. And if you enjoy this video on YouTube, make sure to give it a thumbs up or leave a comment sharing your biggest takeaway. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave a review, let us know how we're doing. 
And then if you're on Spotify, I love that there's the new little Q&A and feedback section under each individual podcast. If you have yet to leave any feedback, feel free to do so. And of course, make sure to review the podcast overall because reviews help us just expand our reach to even more people. With that being said, I want to share my top podcast tips, things that I would have done differently things that I recommend for every new podcaster, and how to also take your podcast to the next level. Podcasting has shifted a lot since I first started. And let me just say, I have been doing it since 2018, before the pandemic, before everyone and their mother had a podcast. I feel like everyone and their sister had a podcast at that point, but... It wasn't as widely used, especially in like the coaching and service-based industries as it is today. I think a lot of people have started podcasts as a form to promote their work, to help engage their community, to create more of a relationship with the people in their audience. And so it's been really interesting to see how podcasting has kind of shifted and really cool to see as well too. And for those of you that have been listening to the podcast for a while, you've seen it within my podcast as well. I've gone from doing strictly guest interviews and bringing on thought leaders and experts to strictly solo episodes to now a really like dynamic blend of everything from the Going There series, which is the micro series once a month, to guest interviews, to bringing past clients and students on to solo episodes that are essentially little mini trainings such as this one. So podcasting has really expanded into this multidimensional tool for content creation that is long form that allows for you as the business owner, entrepreneur, content creator that you are to reach people in a way that I really believe expands who you are in ways that social media really can't. Static Instagram posts, even Instagram reels, even Instagram stories where it's like live and who you are on a day-to-day basis don't really get to go to the depths that podcasts do and can often feel really one-dimensional. A lot of times you can see who someone is on Instagram, but not really get to know them, even if they share like everything every single day not really get to know them in the same capacity that you can when they turn on their podcast mic, hit record, and start to create consistent content with the podcast. So I really think that there's still such an opportunity for people to come in as new podcasters in this day and age. And for those of you that are thinking about starting a podcast or are in the very beginning of starting your podcast, I really want to give you some tips to help you out because I feel very blessed to say that when I started my podcast, we hit the ground running with thousands and thousands of downloads and like a huge, huge list of subscribers from day one. So I want to talk you through my launch strategy of how I launched my podcast back in 2018 and things that you can think about doing if you are launching a podcast or even if you want to do like a revamp or a revival of your podcast, because we did this last year as well too. And we had a huge surge in listeners and downloads and subscribers from that point forward. The first thing that I want to share for those of you that are just starting out or again, wanting to revamp your podcast, wanting to just like zhuzh it up a little bit is that I would get very clear 
in what you want your launch strategy to be so that you're not just deciding one day to start a podcast and putting an episode out there, but like really coming into it with a strategy and with a decent amount of content up front. So when I launched my podcast, and I really truly believe this still stands, I was very clear and honest with myself about what I would be really strong in as far as like aspects of responsibility and what my weaknesses would be. I knew that my weaknesses would definitely come down to audio production, scheduling, making sure that people are being followed up with that were coming on the podcast, pitching people and doing that research. It's not that I couldn't do it. I'm pretty much a jack of all trades. It's not that I couldn't do it. It's that I just knew that I didn't want to. And anything that I knew I didn't want to do, I wouldn't be consistent with. And here's the thing about any type of content. If you want to grow a podcast, if you want to grow a TikTok, if you want to grow any type of new platform, you have to be consistent with it. You have to be consistent with it. And so for me, really valuing and seeing the longevity of what this podcast could be, knowing that it was something that I wanted to keep around, not just for a year, not just for a couple months, but for several years as a mechanism to support my business and my overall goals, I handed off all of the things that I knew I would have resistance to doing from the very beginning. So I hired an audio engineer. I hired a podcast manager. And yes, I will say these were investments. I'm not going to lie and say that it wasn't stretchy or an edge for me to meet by bringing these people on. But I'm so happy that I did because we were literally able to monetize the podcast within six months of launch, which is usually pretty unheard of for somebody that doesn't have a huge audience. And at the time, I maybe had 20,000 followers that were kind of like all over the place. I didn't really have a super strong or engaged community because I was just starting out. I think I started my Instagram page maybe two years prior to that. So I didn't really have a strong community around me. And if I was going to launch the podcast on my own and not work with a manager, not work with an audio engineering team, it would have taken a lot longer for me to get to that point of being able to monetize and work with different brands and sponsorship opportunities. So even though it was an investment up front, I'm so happy that I did that because it really allowed for me to, I would say, collapse time really and like how quickly the podcast was able to grow. So on that note, the other piece when we talk about growth is that you have to understand Yes, I know that there's SEO. I get it. <laughs> so don't come at me if you're going to start saying, well, don't forget about SEO. But for the most part, if you aren't partnering or collaborating with other individuals, whether you're doing podcast swaps or bringing people on your podcast that are going to share the episode with their audience, it's going to take a minute for you to grow. If you are utilizing the podcast as a tool for engaging your current community and you're okay with it just reaching your current community for the time being as it kind of gets legs and grows on its own organically, then completely disregard what I'm going to say. It doesn't matter, especially if you have a big community, right? But for most people that come to me and ask me about podcasting, they don't have a big community. They want to expand their reach. They want to be able to gain new clients from their podcast. And 
I always recommend to these people, whether you want it to be a podcast all about you and your work and the content that you're creating and the work that you're doing with your clients and selling your programs and your offers, even if that's the case, bring other people on and collaborate. I cannot stress enough how big of a deal this was for me in the very beginning of my podcast. And I'll be real, when I first started the podcast, I was not planning on it turning into a platform where I would be selling my own products or positioning myself as the thought leader or the expert. At that time, I was like, I want to have dope conversations with incredible people that I admire, people that... I would be lucky to get in a room with people that I would just love to pick their brain, people that are just experts across so many different industries that I'm interested in. And what I really wanted was the podcast to kind of be the thing in my business. I wanted to be a podcaster. At the time, I was binging the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast, binging the Him and Her Skinny Confidential podcast. Like I was in the world of podcasting and I wanted to be a podcaster too. Now, since then, obviously, my intentions for the podcast have shifted. So I've added in solo episodes and don't do sponsored ads anymore because I really want to focus on my own product suite and the offers that I have for my community. But I still bring experts on. I still do podcast swaps. I still think about the different collaborations that I can leverage in order to get my podcast out to even more people. I am all about collaboration over competition, and I truly believe that whether you want to be a podcaster or you are a industry leader in your own regard and want your podcast to be a lead magnet to sign new clients and bring new people into your world, bring other people on because you will again be able to expand your reach in ways that you won't be able to do on your own, or at least it will take a lot longer. Like the SEO piece will take a lot longer. So think about different people, guest experts, thought leaders, individuals that have a podcast as well, that you could have come onto your podcast, potentially do a podcast swap where you're able to go onto their podcast and share your work and share your story and incorporate those episodes into your strategy. For me, I started thinking about that in February of 2018. And we launched the podcast in June of 2018. So I had about four months of reaching out to different guests, getting the interviews set up, basically batching a ton of content so that first and foremost, on day one, when the podcast was released, we had three episodes that people could binge back to back to back, which I highly suggest doing, whether it's a guest interview style, conversational podcast, or just your solo episodes have three episodes or two to three episodes at least for people to just dive right into the moment that the podcast is released. The last thing you want to do is leave them wanting more and hungry because that first moment when they're finding you is like the first exciting emotional connection. They're revved up. And so give them a lot to work with, tons of value, and do that in two to three episodes. And from there, because I had so much batched content, I think I had two to three months worth of episodes already on the docket. So I knew that if I had an off week, if I wasn't feeling inspired, if we were having trouble pitching and connecting and scheduling new guests, that we would be really good and solid and not have to worry for a three month period. A lot of people come into podcasting again with zero strategy, just like this is an idea that I have. Here's a couple different 
themes that I would talk about or episode titles or episode ideas. And they record one, they put the episode out, and then the resistance hits, and they stop recording, or life comes up and they get busy, and they miss several weeks and fall out of their flow and fall out of excitement with it. And so batching content, of course, is one of the biggest tips that I think any podcaster would give you. Obviously, not so much that it feels like the content is uninspired by the time that it comes out, but enough that you know you have a buffer to be able to adjust your strategy, have space to connect with new people, and have space for life to happen and for you to not feel like, oh, no, I missed a week or, oh, gosh, I've fallen out of place for two, three weeks. And now I just don't feel as connected to my podcast. So again, this comes back to the honesty piece, like be really honest with yourself about your consistency right now, be honest about your about how much resistance you have in current projects, so that when you're going into creating this podcast, you're setting yourself up for success, essentially. So that would be my biggest tip as far as consistency goes. If you have an idea for a podcast today, don't start it tomorrow. Give yourself a month at least of space to think about all the things from your cover art to how you're going to set up your streaming and RSS feed to reaching out to guests to creating a intro to hiring an audio engineer if you want to go that route to bringing on a podcast manager, like getting episodes scheduled, whether they're solo episodes that you're doing or conversational episodes, like give yourself space because the space that you give yourself in the beginning is going to create so much more space when you're actually in the project and will likely allow for you to have better habits with consistency than you ever have before. Collaborations, consistency. When I think about the things that I would do differently, there was a point where I got overexcited, bit off more than I could chew, and actually started taking on more podcasts to the schedule than I should have at that point. I think it was in like 2019, about a year into the podcast, I was also getting married at the time, traveling a bunch, moving to a new city. And I was like, I'm going to do six episodes a month, two weeks out of the month, we'll have two episodes. And I know that part of that was because I started incorporating solo episodes in. a part of that was also because I was living in LA and just had so many amazing guests that were in the city that I could interview with in person. And so there was this overexcitement and overzealousness that I had around that time. And I very quickly burnt out. I very quickly burnt out to the point where I was like, I actually need to take a break from the podcast. And so for those of you that have been listening for a while to The Alchemized Life, you probably know that there have been a couple times since 2020 where I have taken short breaks with the podcast. I've never, ever, ever been like, I'm not doing the podcast anymore. It's always been like, I need to take a moment. I'm feeling burnt out with this. I'm not feeling as inspired. And I want to make sure that I'm always putting out really quality content. But I would have going back to avoid that not bit off more that I could chew. So what I would suggest, again, this all comes back to honesty with yourself is first and foremost, how many episodes do you realistically want to start with? You don't have to do a weekly episode, you could do bi weekly episodes. You also don't have to do a consistent podcast that's always running year round. There's tons of podcasts that do seasons, 
What if you did seasons instead of like consistently going so that you'd have a batch of 12 episodes, 12 episodes, 12 episodes, three times a year. And I think what could be really cool about that is that every time that you do a new season, you could do a big revival and create a bunch of hype around the podcast and do like a giveaway or some sort of launch that just like creates a little bit of a buzz around the podcast for each season. So I feel like little tangent, that could be a really good idea for those of you that are listening that want to do seasonal podcasts instead of consistent podcast. So my podcast is a consistent podcast. Every single week, we have an episode coming out on Tuesday. We've been doing that for five years with the small breaks that I've taken. But for the most part, every single Tuesday for the past five years, we've been releasing a podcast. Besides that one period of time where I was like, let's do six episodes a month, which I will not ever go back to do. With that being said, the idea of having hype and buzz around your podcast is something that I consistently think about in many different ways. So like I said, like around a launch, you can create a lot of buzz or a lot of hype. That might look like for those of you that are going to create like a consistent podcast, knowing when you are going to launch the podcast, deciding to create some sort of party around the podcast that's going to incentivize people to subscribe, the rate, the review, and to share. Subscribe, rate, review, share. Those four things are going to be so important for, again, expanding your reach, as well as keeping people in your audience. So when I launched the podcast back in 2018, we did a huge giveaway. And in the giveaway, we incentivized people in order to officially enter the giveaway. They had to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. This was before Spotify had podcasts. Um, So they had to subscribe. They had to rate and they had to leave a review and then screenshot their review and send it to us. And then in addition to that, screenshot the episode out of the first three that we released that they liked the most and tag us on social media. I don't even think that at the time, I guess there was Instagram stories at that time. Yeah, there was Instagram stories at that time. But again, we wanted to think about how can we create some sort of incentive for people to actually want to listen to the podcast, actually want to share the podcast, actually want to do us a favor and help the podcast out by subscribing and reviewing. And it was just so clear because this podcast was a spirituality and wellness and lifestyle podcast that I wanted to get all of my favorite brands involved for this massive giveaway. And it was so much fun. We had maybe like 20 different brands share different products and gift cards and experiences. And we had one grand prize winner that was chosen, I think, a week after we officially started the podcast. So the first three episodes, we shouted out every single brand. We told people how to enter. We shared when we were going to be announcing so they would come back to the podcast the next week. So that's really important, too, if you are doing a giveaway let people know you'll announce on the next episode so that they come back and listen and want to hear if they won. And it just went so well. It was so much fun. There was so much of a buzz. The brands that were involved shared it as well too. So again, collaboration is just so big, whether it's other thought leaders or other brands that you can connect with to help expand the reach of the podcast from the very beginning. The other thing that I think is important to note is that you don't have to just do that the once with the launch. So for those of you that are listening that already have a podcast, you could just do something like this 
once a year or seasonally. If you want to feel just like a little bit of a revamp or a revival or just like, like I said, zhuzh up the vibe of the podcast. As an example, for the year anniversary of the podcast, I actually had an in-person party at this spa in West Hollywood, I think it was called Heyday Skincare. And all of the brands that I had in the first initial giveaway, we messaged and asked if they wanted to be a part of. And so actual brands came out and we had Siete chips. We had this really cool company called My Intent. They do these custom bracelets that have a little circle like metal piece. And then they stamp on your intention, a one word intention onto the band. So they're all custom. And we had someone from their team come out and make custom bracelets for people. We had suja juice, we had kombucha, we invited a bunch of the guests that had been on the podcast. So a lot of like really incredible thought leaders, and entrepreneurs and individuals that had come onto the podcast for interviews came, we invited and created a guest list for listeners as well, too. So it was just a really fun, interactive experience. And also just really special for, at the time, our listeners and the people that were guests on the podcast to connect with each other and to meet each other. So it was like kind of like a meet and greet, but also a celebration of the podcast. Shout out to Tif Tiffany Souza for being my podcast manager at that time, literally like the most amazing human being on the planet and organizing all of that for me. It was so much fun though. So something like that, like a year into the podcast, why not have a big party or some sort of celebration? It doesn't necessarily even have to be in person, but what can you do at these special markers to just bring a little bit more excitement and engagement into your podcast? The engagement piece, I think, is really important because, again, people want to feel connected to you. I know firsthand as a podcaster, like right now I'm talking to a camera, I'm talking to my computer screen, I'm talking into a microphone, there's not a dynamic conversation going on right here. And so for me, even like being able to connect with my community and actually enter into conversation has been one of the best gifts of podcasting. And I really believe on the flip side for listeners to actually have a relationship with the podcasters, it's very, very special. It feels like you're not just listening to a podcast or listening to a masterclass or a YouTube video. Like it's like you're sitting in the room with that person. And so my biggest tip as far as like community engagement goes and just like loyalty with your listeners would be think about ways that you can engage with them, whether it is a giveaway, whether it is asking at the end of every episode for people to send you a DM and share their biggest takeaway or creating in-person events. All of these things just bring more life to the podcast, bring more life to the content. And not everyone is doing this. So I feel like if you go the extra mile with this, people are really going to feel it and become even more loyal to your podcast and to your community. What I would recommend though, for everyone, whether you're new or seasoned, again, going back to things that I would do differently is just making sure that you're not biting off more than you can chew. So when I'm giving you all of these different ideas, like there might be ideas just like coming out of nowhere. Like you're just like, oh my God, it's like a firework show in my head. There's so much that I could do. So many ideas are flowing through. Yes, I get it. And not everything has to happen all at once. So the name of the game, honesty, self-honesty with yourself, what feels most alive for you to in integrate and implement right now? And what are things that you can just incorporate into your structure over the next several months or over throughout the rest of this year? 
you don't have to do everything all at once. And I feel like sometimes we can get really, really excited. Some I'm projecting. Sometimes I can get really excited and want to do all of the things all at once. And like I said, anytime that I'm like, okay, we got to do all of these different things, it always ends up leading to overwhelm and for longevity and sustainability in a project like a podcast, you really want to make sure that you're doing things in sustainable ways. And so even if you have a ton of ideas coming up right now, I always ask myself at this point, what idea is most alive? What is easily executable? And let me start there and just keep note of these other things that I want to do so that when I have the space or when this project is complete, I can start incorporating these other things in. So as an example, in the podcast, you're going to start to hear us bringing in different meditations and short little audio experiences, maybe like once or twice a month. I'm not doing that until we have the Going There series down. I'm not doing that until we've got a nice roster of guest interviews on our book and batched out so that I really have space to devote the time to it. So just again, remembering that like not everything has to happen at once. Don't bite off more than you can chew and really approach this from a sustainable energy so that this project can really take off and become all that it's meant to become. All right. We've talked about engagement. We've talked about collaboration. We've talked about the things I would do differently. We've talked about just tips for launching giveaways, just adding a buzz around your podcast, how to take your podcast to the next level. So these are definitely going to be things that, again, for some of you might be like, this. that sounds nice, but I'm not going to do that at this point, or I don't have the bandwidth, or I don't have the, the tools or supplies to be able to do so. So know that you don't have to do this. But for those of you that are listening that have podcasts, I would actually like stretch you and kind of just like nudge, nudge to start thinking about how you can do these things. The first might seem the most obvious, it's video. Video, 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 not only so that you can have your podcast on YouTube, which we are slowly starting to do with the Alchemized Life. We've done it with the Going There series. We're doing it with this episode as well. We'll start to do it with guest interviews as well. But also think about it from the perspective of audiograms are kind of out now. People want to see Instagram reels, TikToks of people actually conversating back and forth. And so one of the things that we've started doing is, especially because we are recording everything via Zoom, I think that I would probably need a little bit more handholding if I was still doing all of my interviews in person. But I finally bit the bullet and got myself a nice high quality camera. It's the Sony ZV-E10. We'll link it in the show notes for you. I have my Audio Technica 2100X mic, and I also bought two different studio lights from Loom Cube that just completely elevate the vibe of my studio setup so that if I'm recording episodes solo like this or we're doing guest episodes, we have really high quality content that we can use for Instagram reels, story snippets, marketing assets, YouTube, um, any types of clips or B-roll even that we want to, that we want to create for guest interviews, for solo episodes, for any other types of experiences or like special types of episodes that we want to incorporate into the podcast. Even when I have my guests that are past students on, we're recording that. And what's been really cool about that is that we can take snippets or clips from those episodes and turn those into video testimonials. 
So there's just so many different things that you can do with video. Video is not going anywhere. We know this. And even though it might feel like a little bit more legwork up front, it's so worth it to have high quality content such as video. So taking your podcast to the next level, I really do believe that you should invest in a studio, not necessarily go invest in like a podcast studio, but invest in creating your own studio. Like we have, even though you can only see the all in, it says breathe it all in right behind me on my neon sign. I've got my nice chair. I've got my pompous grass. It's a vibe in here. And so, I mean, I feel like it could be a little bit more zhuzhy, zhuzhed up in the background. I keep saying zhuzh. My launch agency, they say zhuzh. And so it's, it's rubbed off on me, but I definitely could add like a little bit more vibrancy. And at the same time, like this looks really nice. And so not only does it look high quality, for the final product, but being in a nice environment actually makes me want to sit down and record episodes and record more content. So it's kind of twofold there where I'm taking my content creation to the next level aesthetically, but also I'm taking my inspiration to the next level as well, because I'm in a beautiful environment. So I'm not saying you have to go invest thousands of dollars into your studio setup, but think about how you can just kind of elevate the space that you're already podcasting in. Getting this camera has been the best investment ever. I use it for my master classes. I use it for my group programs. I use it for our pre-recorded courses, like our breathwork course, the six module personal practice course, which I'll link in the show notes as well. I use it for live free trainings when we're doing webinars. I use it for free offerings to create smaller, shorter breathwork and meditation classes. And I use it for podcasting. So I have really gotten my money's worth out of it and cannot like stress enough how much I love this camera and what it's been able to do to elevate my content. Taking your podcast to the next level through video content, I really believe is the way. And the other piece that I would suggest, and this is something new that my podcast manager, Julia, recently exposed me to is utilizing AI for your podcast. So we Obviously, you can use AI in so many different ways. You can use it to help you generate titles, show notes, themes, outlines for your podcast. I haven't really gotten into that world yet, but we've been using this tool called Descript, D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T, <laughs> AI, and it transcribes the whole podcast and pulls quotes. I think the, the quote pulling piece is like my favorite part about it because again, for creating marketing assets and different promotional graphics and videos and Instagram reels, it will highlight in the episode the quotes or the different clips for you to pull to create content from. So before we used to have to like listen to the episode, hear what someone's saying and be like, okay, cool. What was the timestamp on that? It does all of that for you, which is just so mind blowing because in 2018, there was a lot more manual labor. So Descript AI, utilizing AI in whatever way feels um, most helpful for you. For some people that might be creating an outline or episode titles or show notes. For other people, it might be as simple as like marketing materials like we use. But I really think that utilizing AI for your podcast is going to make your job so much easier so that you can get back to doing what you do best, which is hosting your podcast, actually being the voice, connecting and conversing with your guests, recording solo episodes, thinking about how to take it to the next level or doing different things with the podcast. So I just love that Julia gave us that 
amazing app Descript to be able to utilize for the podcast. Finally, the last piece that I'll share as far as taking your podcast to the next level, think about, again, how you can make it this multi-dimensional platform. It doesn't just have to be conversations with guests. It doesn't just have to be solo episodes. To give you an idea of like the structure of our podcast, and I did share this earlier in the episode, but I'll share it again. We have our guest episodes that are about 45 to 60 minutes long. We have solo episodes that are anywhere between 20 to 30 minutes long. I have no idea how long I've been talking for this episode. And we also have our Going There series, which is the micro episode, the woman behind the brand, like really raw and vulnerable, just sharing what I've been doing and how I've been navigating life once a month. And in addition to that, I also have my alumni come on and share their experience inside of my programs. It's a way for me to highlight them and a way for them to highlight the different programs and experiences that I've created. All of those different episodes end up being a single month. So our content is really easy to create. Nothing feels too overwhelming. We don't need to look for that many guests. We don't have to look for that many, or I don't have to plan too many solo episodes because it's so dynamic it's really easy for us to create content. And it also adds this different layer and experience to what the podcast is like, it's not just a traditional podcast anymore. And I really love that. And I think that it offers different levels of engagement to my listeners. I mean, you guys can let me know if you like the different things that we've been doing in the podcast. I certainly like it. And like I said, we're also going to start incorporating like meditations, little mini inspirational audio audio podcasts that are a little bit shorter. So we have plans for how we're going to grow this. And it always is coming back to like, one, how can I have fun with this? Two, how can I serve and support my audience? Three, how can I highlight the things that I have going on in my world and my multidimensionality and translate that into a really dynamic podcast platform? So Those are the things that I wanted to share in this episode. I know it was a lot. That's why I said, save the YouTube video, come back to it, take notes if you need to, and just run with whatever feels inspiring to you, run with whatever feels good, and go start a podcast, go revive your podcast, go bring some more life back into your podcast. Podcasting is not dead. It is here to stay. There are so many different ways that you can just shake up the energy of what traditional podcasting is very similar to how we have. And I really believe that your audience, your community is going to love it. And the people that find you through your podcast and through the different ways in which you release the podcast are going to love it as well. So I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for being here with me. Before we hop off, I want to share that we are going to be opening the doors very soon for the Academy of Breath, our 12-week breathwork and meditation certification program. You can join the waitlist via the link in the show notes. If you're watching on YouTube, it'll be in the description, academyofbreath.org. Our waitlist gets our best goodies, our best bonuses. And we have a pretty epic two-week boot camp that we're doing this round that will be included in your tuition if you join the waitlist. If you don't join the waitlist, though, you're not going to get access to the boot camp for free. So join the waitlist. It's going to be such an epic ninth round of the Academy of Breath. And I'm so excited. It kicks off June 29th. So make sure go to the link, join the waitlist. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. Again, on Spotify, you can share it underneath the individual episode. Of course, you can leave a review. If you're watching on YouTube, feel free to leave a comment 
in the below area. <laughs> I'm clearly not a YouTuber. And if this episode resonated with you, make sure to take a screenshot of it. Tag us on your Instagram stories at I am Ava Johanna, because I'd love to connect with you. And I'd love to also support you with your podcast. So thank you all so much. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll see you next week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Alchemized Life. As always, all of the things that we mentioned inside of the episode, you can find inside of the show notes, including links to our upcoming programs like the Academy of Breath, our 12-week breathwork and meditation certification program, and Breathwork, our six-week personal practice course. Both of those can be found at academyofbreath.org. And if you're interested in any of my upcoming business coaching programs like Proximity, my 12-month membership, which is essentially an all-access pass into every program, every course, and hot seat community coaching calls once a month, you can find that at avajohanna.com. And finally, if you enjoyed this week's episode, it would mean the world if you share it with a friend or tag us on your social media. Make sure to tag me at I am Ava Johanna. And if you've been listening to the show every Tuesday, it would be so appreciated if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts and give the show a follow on Spotify. I truly am so grateful for all of your support and this amazing community that we've built since 2018. And I cannot wait to see you guys next week for another show.